0: that I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about the pillars of transformation. There's five of them and we'll cover them during the year. But the first one I want to talk about is prophetic vision. Prophetic vision. This is what Proverbs 29:18 says. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. That's in the GW translation. I want to use a few different translations this morning. This used to be written in the editorial of our local paper. I'm not sure whether it still is. Sometimes organizations start out but lose the heart of the original pioneers. But let me read it to you again. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. We need to recapture prophetic vision. Do you know what? The first key to a changed life is prophetic vision. If you don't have a prophetic vision on the inside of you, you're going to be conformed, not transformed. But if you get a vision for what God wants for your life, for what God wants for the city, for what God wants for the future, and you allow God to remove some of the old and put something new on the inside, you'll become one of those reformers. Maybe one day you'll stand in the parliament like Jacinta Price and be a bold voice for what's right in our nation. Maybe, I don't know. It's up to you and it's up to how you respond. I never thought I would see my daughter standing in the Parliament of Victoria leading the way. But see, if you listen to this message and you allow this message to change you, anything can happen. So we've got to quit the just the revivalist mentality and go, oh, whoopee, you know? But nothing changes. You know, more people go to church in Texas than all the rest of the world, but there's people shooting other people every day. There's a shooting every day of the week over there because there's been no transformation. People have been saved to the church. So this is a year of your transformation. Prophetic vision comes from God. Number one, we need to know this. Prophetic vision comes from God. By the way, I finished last year talking about leadership and the vital competencies of a 21st century spiritual leader. Clear vision, prophetic vision is a vital and essential 21st century competency for leaders. Leaders must lead with prophetic vision, with inspired vision. So this we know, number one, prophetic vision comes from God. These are the things I want you to know. And if you haven't got a prophetic vision, maybe you're picking up something this morning. It's just going to shift you a little bit because the difference between one leader and the next honestly is vision. You've got to be able to see with the eyes of your heart, not just think with the thoughts of your mind. Prophetic vision comes from God. It's born of God. 1 John 5, 14, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So you've got to get something from God onto the inside of you. Let's have a look at some translations, what they say about this. American standard, where there is no vision, the people perish. God's words translation, where there is no prophetic vision. I like that, do you like that? Do you like that? Where there is no prophetic vision, people run wild. Isn't that amazing? The kids are running wild. The schools are running wild. It's nuts. Why? There's no prophetic vision. You Revised Standard, where there's no prophecy, the people cast off restraint. There must be prophecy in our life. We need to be prophetic. We need to be connected to prophetic people we need prophetic vision. We need something that's touched us so deep on the inside. See, awakening is one thing, but when we build our life so that we have a personal prophetic vision, things are gonna change in the city. Things are gonna change in the region, things are gonna change in the nation. New International Reader's Version so it says, where there is no prophecy, the people cast off restraint. That's new revised standard. Where there is no message from God, the people don't control themselves. Do you know anybody that doesn't control themselves? Just thinking. <laughs> do not control their speech, their actions, their diet. <coughs> Dear me, sorry, that's me where there is no message from God, the people don't control themselves. That's the new international reader's version. All these notes will be available for you. And I've got a question for, is the vision that you were trying to live out yours or his? Is it really him? Is it really born of God? Sometimes you try things and there's a couple of things can happen. Number one, we can quit too early, or number one, it wasn't the vision I was meant to serve. Number one, prophetic vision is the first point. Number two, is it progressive and unfolding? Is the vision progressive and unfolding? Well, it does say in the scripture without the progressive revelation, people will dwell carelessly. So it's a progressive thing. It's an unfolding thing. It's a building thing. If you're the same at the end of this year, sitting in exactly the same seat, nothing's changed, you didn't hear this message. Because you have no progressive vision. Vision is not static, it's a living thing. You take the first step, and God reveals the next. Where it starts is not where it will finish. We can't see the future because we aren't there yet. But before you see the future, you're going to have a strong sense on the inside of here. Vision is prophetic. And it must be prophetic and it must be progressive. It must be expanding. It must be getting bigger. Are we happy with this? I mean, this is, we're the most blessed church in, in Gippsland, honestly. And I guess other pastors would say that as well. Good on them. But seriously, I mean, look at what God's done. Look at who he's given us. Look at who God's brought to us. Look at what's happened. But we don't want to stay here. We need a bigger vision now. I had a coffee with my friend earlier this week. I ran into him down the street and he said, what can we do in that building to reach the city? Maybe we could do some music in there. Right on. Come on you need to start thinking. You need to start getting with God. You know, you need to start thinking, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be that person that this message is talking about. See, when God called us to Gippsland, we were just going to Gippsland. Then a church became involved. Then a prophetic journey became involved. Then this call that Jeremy's talking about This morning became more and more clear, doors open. It's bigger. It's bigger. It's amazing. This week I went and saw one of the business people in our network. Lynn and myself had tea with them. They invited us to their place and it was just amazing. And, uh, you know, not a church leader like me, but we walked through their factory. And all I felt was God there. Seven years ago, it was him in his backyard. Now, he's employing 20 people, a turnover of a million. And he said, before I'm finished, I'm going to employ 300 people. And he said, it's like we're here, but I can see what I've got to do next. And he said, I've got my giving in place now. He said, my pastor knows how much I'm going to give this year. This is true kingdom business. This is an expanding vision. This is an enlarging vision. Because vision, you know, if we think like this, the future will get better. You know, this is really good stuff. Number three. It's important to be connected to a vision that is bigger than just you. This is where some of us get stuck, most of us along the way. Not everybody is visionary. So we get stuck and we can't see. But I've learned the value of connecting with other people who can see for me when I can't see. And, you know, one of them is my mentor who you know well. And I just keep asking him, I keep asking him, what do you see for me? And you know, a lot of things that he has said, I did not see straight away. But when you got somebody in your life like that, this is such a key to incredible success. You see, Elisha was one of the most amazing prophets, but he came to a man who had a bigger vision teach me show me do you know what i want to do this year now that uh, you know i won't be doing the funerals and the weddings i want to see who's stepping up prophetically and i want to get that with them with jeremy just in our lounge rooms or maybe down here and start to really train them up in the prophetic and that would be great if you did that now because then if you do go into leadership in the nation you haven't got somebody who's just informed they are a person who carries something of god that the others can't match it's like daniel in babylon man he didn't eat what everyone else they didn't read the literature they didn't enter into all that stuff and at the end of it they were better smarter healthier This is who we're called to be. It is important to be connected to a vision that is bigger than you. It's like a chain. It's like a connection. And you know, I love this. I can learn from anyone. I can learn from people who on the outside may look like they've not come anywhere near where I have. But I can learn. I sit down and I say to to people in our church and I ask them and I learn. I don't find that people ask questions a lot because they're still stuck in this thing. They haven't been able to connect to a vision bigger than them. But God's going to make this clear. This is how it happens. It's a biblical pattern. Number four, it should become a shared vision. It should become a shared vision. Now, now, uh, uh, Jeremy just spoke a little bit about how our vision is expanding. And I've explained a bit of it up there. Because where I go, you go. And that's, that's our future. We want to see our nation turn around. We just don't want to see a few people, you know, uh, put their hand up. I mean, that's good. I love it. There's nothing like it. When you, you know three weeks later you don't see them, it's not going to change a nation. We have gotta understand transformation. It should become a shared vision. Habakkuk two two, write it down, make it plain on tablets, so that he may run who reads it. So we do have a vision document. I, it, it needs to be updated and it needs to be shared. When his vision. Uh, You know, when God's vision for the city and the region becomes my vision, and when, you know, the language moves from my vision to our vision, we're beginning to become more than just a local church, but we are beginning to become an agent of change. It must become a shared vision. Jesus died alone, but others shared his vision. And when he rose from the dead, they were empowered to fulfill that vision. Things are changing at City Builders and we need to keep up with it. And that's good. This is a year of transformation. Transformation is measured by outward change and outcomes. I once was lost and now I'm found. Let's get our mind on what Jesus wants. Habakkuk says, write it down, make it clear. Do you have any vision written down for the future? Do you have goals written down for the future? It is actually a truth in the leadership world, a known truth, that people who have written their goals down and are committed to them have a far greater likelihood of seeing that change. Like big change, big difference. So it's time, isn't it, to get involved in the transformation of the nation, not just in the attendance of the church. And if if all your goals just are all about you, then you've got to go back to point number three. Because very few of my goals relate to just me. They relate to you, Lynn, and all of you. Return the favour, please. I like that businessman. He said, we've got our giving planned out. His accountant said, you can't afford to give that much. Now, he didn't say that. He said, why are you giving so much? And he said, that's why we exist. Vision must translate, number five. It's a shared vision. Sorry, four. It's a shared vision. You've got to know my vision and I've got to understand yours because there's a personal element and there's a corporate element. So that's right, isn't it? Your goals in the business are your goals. Our goals in the church, we're doing that together, but we work very closely together to get this done. We can really step up, we can make a difference. Is this good? Vision must translate to strategic action calculated risks and faith filled action point number 5 vision must translate to strategic action calculated risks and faith filled action you have to put legs on your faith faith without works is dead james says if you got a vision you got a vision you know, at the start, it might seem carnal as heck. But get a vision, get a dream, set some goals. Say, I'm going to lead five people to Christ this year. I'm going to disciple two or three people. I am going to raise funds for, to, to get things done in the church. These are worthwhile goals. I'm going to start a new business this year. I am going to develop ministry this year. All these things come out of your understanding of vision. And like I said, it's progressive. Because, you know, I must admit, back in the day, I was just going to be the next Reinhard Bonkey. Here I am with you. I'm not going to criticise you. You're the best I've got. <laughs> Five. Vision must translate to strategic, to strategic action, calculated risk, and faith-filled action. It is true that when most people get to the end of their life on the deathbed, they say, "I wish I had have done this." Disappointed. Don't be disappointed. Get hold of a prophetic dream. Write it down. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to build the youth group. I'm waiting for somebody to do that. Don't think anybody else owns that. If we got five people in here who think, oh, "I'm going to build the youth group," good. Don't say, oh, "I wish they had a youth group." <laughs> I'm going to lead people to Christ. I'm going to lead kids to Christ. Yeah. I'm going to do that. We need people with that heart. And, you know, when somebody comes to me with that heart and says, I'm going to do this in the city, I'm going to lead kids to Christ, that's when we'll start a Sunday school, not before. Otherwise, it's just a job, no vision. Vision becomes before the work. Number six, prophetic vision will be a characteristic of the emerging move of God. We've got timing, God's timing on our side. Joel chapter 228 says, In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. My sons and daughters will prophesy. Hands up if you believe you're a son or a daughter. Yeah. will prophesy. My old men will dream dreams. Old men, put your hands up. a few people in denial. (laughs) Pillar number two is overcoming denial. (laughs) My sons and daughters will prophesy my old men will dream dreams. I dream dreams prolifically. My young men will see visions. In other words, young men, hands up if you're a young man. Then If you're going to participate in the transformation of nations, you've got to get plugged in and you've got to start telling me what your dreams are that you're having. What prophetic messages you're having. And if you're having nothing, you need to go back to step number one, which is awakening. Okay? You can, number seven, you can this year discover how to receive, develop and work with prophetic vision. You can, this year, discover how to receive, develop, and work with prophetic vision. You've (laughs) got to do it. You've got to do it. Because where there's no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, they wander, they lose control, they run wild. The first thing you've got to do is receive him. First thing you've got to do is receive him because it's him on the inside of you that will open your eyes. In John chapter three, a great man, a prominent leader by the name of Nicodemus, a religious leader is a good man. He was a leader of the Jew. He came to Jesus and he said to Jesus, Rabbi, we know that you're from God For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered and he said to him, I say to you that unless man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In other words, if you're not born again, you'll think, I see nothing. I've got no vision. I've got no hope. I can't see how the world will change. I can't see anything. I'm blind. You see, the song Amazing Graces says, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Something happened to his spiritual eyes. I believe we've got to see a vision for the harvest. That'll take us to the streets. Well done for those ones who went yesterday. But not only that, we know, must buy into the process of transformation in the church, because then the church becomes the agent of transformation in the in the in the world. This is what the ecclesia is all about: the so rising of the ecclesia to bring reformation, to bring government, to bring change. It's more than just putting your hand up. But do you know the start of the journey is when you put your hand up. When you say, I'm not sure I'm born again. I'm not sure that I'm really saved. I'm not sure that if I died tonight, I would really go to be with the Lord. And Jesus said to this man, he said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He can't enter. There's no other way. This morning, let's stand and let's pray. And maybe as we stand, there is somebody who says, I really want to be born again. I want to be born again. I want my blind eyes open. I want to be transformed and changed.